Hello, this is Self-Discovery with Survivor Empower Life Coach Financial. I am your Osalicia. I am a certified life coach and an accountant. I am certified in the state of Connecticut to assist with individuals in an active domestic violence situation or a sexual abuse situation. I am also a survivor of domestic violence. Self-discovery is here to assist survivors in rediscovering themselves through my podcast with relevant topic where we discuss how, why, and solution. Before we get started this evening, I want you to get your notebook, your journal, a piece of paper, a pencil, because I want you to write down whatever resonates with you. Keep in mind, sometimes it might not resonate with you in the way you're looking for it, but you know of someone it can help. So as you listen to my podcast, not only think about yourself, but think about the people around you who can benefit from this method. From this method. So let's get into it. This is episode six, part two. Episode six, part one. We talked about um, how can we assist someone in a domestic violence or a sexual abuse or in an abusive relationship. Um, we talked about, you know, identifying it and just some of the signs and the best thing you can do for this person is to listen to them. Listen with an open mind, non-judgmental, creating that safe space for them. So we're going to continue with this topic, but more talking about creating that safety plan for them, which is very important. And the safety plan is there whether they need to leave temporary or permanently. Don't judge. We don't know if that person want to just get away that night and they go back the next day or they want to get away forever. But it's not our place to judge. Our place is to be there, have empathy, not sympathy, and just listen and just not, just don't judge. Okay, so let's get started. In creating a safety plan, um, we already discussed about, you know, means of transportation, um, being able to leave at the drop of a dime. Making sure you have a place you can stay short-term or long-term. Having that safety bag with all your documentation that you might need. And um, we also discussed in part one, um, you keep in a note for them. They can keep a diary as well. Um, depending on the situation, if they have a job, they can always keep the diary at work. Um, it's all about documenting everything that transpired, taking pictures of view, um, of bruises and different cuts or different things on their body um just creating everything they need so they can move on with their life once they decide to leave or whatever the decision is is about staying safe or if they disappear people can understand what transpired now the thing about it a person in an abusive situation the victim they're always in 
safety mode. They're always worrying about being safe. So for them, they already have an idea on how to escape. They already have a plan. They just need someone to assist them in getting it down on paper, clear and concise where they can actually have steps so they can get out safe. And keep in mind, there is no right and wrong in creating a safety plan. The safety plan is based on your situation and your abuser. So keep in mind, if you're assisting someone, you're not there to judge them and tell them, oh, you can't do this, you must do it this way. You are there to assist, not take over, because they're the one that's living that life. It's gonna be based on their situation, not yours if you're a survivor, it's going to be based on their abuser, not yours. If you're a survivor and your abuser did A, B, and C, it's about them. So you want to respect what they have to say and hear them. So your job is to help them write it out, making it clear and concise so they can leave because there is their experience of their abuse situation. This also you have to keep in mind, they have to think about the different things that may trigger their abuser and how their abuser is going to respond. Because the objective here is to minimize their risk and also think about the children involved, how to keep everyone safe and get them out. You have to keep in mind with the safety plan, if physical threat is present, how to get out. There's a lot to absorb here. It's not just here, just do this, do this. Think about it carefully. There's a lot of information out there. The National Coalition Against Domestic Violence um, website. Um, I have a lot of information on creating a safety plan. Um, if you really want to assist this person, they can't go on the internet at home and look these things up. They might be able to do it at work, who knows? But um, being there to assist them, sometimes you can help them gather that information and help them put it together because they're usually a bundle of nerve. Always having that backpack with your important document for yourself and your children. Um, we went over birth certificate, medical record, marriage license, whatever you deem important. Keeping that bag at your house, at a family member house, Having this bag packed and ready to go in a case of emergency. Safety plan is about creating options that make sense for their survival. Once again, it's what makes sense for their survival. That's the most important thing. And you're there to assist them. Um, also in this process one of the things you want to do in documenting and you know you want to tell them if they go to the doctor and their significant others not with them inform your doctor what's going on with yourself um, make sure if your job have an assistant program you know employee assistant program you communicate with someone there what's going on at home as well you want to keep that um, you want to tell as many people you want to share. I'm speaking about this as if you're there to assist or you yourself might be in a domestic situation. So I go back and forth between talking and talking about assisting someone 
and also a possibility you yourself might be in one because this um, information is not about it's not only about us how we can assist someone in the situation but if we ourselves are in a situation like that because sometimes we get confused if our significant other is not beating us that we're not in an abusive situation abuse is not just physical and so with that in mind we might look up to that person to the point that we get lost in the fact that they come under the title they're just taking care of us they're nurturing us um they're just controlling so if you find yourself in that situation yourself this is also applied to you to help yourself anyone in this situation so as i was saying before you know seeking out various organize organization within the community and whenever your opportunity to bring someone in your circle who can assist you and help you share. Um, once again, as the person looking out to walk someone to walk someone through this journey, you got to be non-judgmental. You cannot judge. You have to walk in this with an open mind. Keep in mind, it's not about what you would do because you're not living their life. It's about them, and you have to be patient. And you have to listen and be there. And sometimes it means listening and backing off. But letting them know that whenever they need you, you're going to be there for them. And not judge them. And if they leave and go back, you're going to have to create a new safety plan. It's going to have to be a little bit different because once they leave and go back, he's going to have an idea that they had a safety plan. So you're gonna have to come up with a different safety plan. Don't judge them, be there for them. So keeping those things in mind to also, one I think that I also wanna mention that's very important for people who have pets as, you know, who have pets, animals as pets, whether it be dog, cat, um, abusers, like to threaten the animals some shelter do receive animals and some don't so those are the things you want to take in consideration as you helping them create the safety plan finding places that um, take animals as well or finding someone to take the pet because the abuser will hurt the pet in order to get that person to come back home so with the various organizations that's out there that can assist you have to go online and look at the um, various shelter in your area there are very um, quite a few advocates out there in the court system in family court that can assist you you just have to reach out to them and explain your circumstances um, as you're leaving um, think about um, getting an order of protection Especially if this is a violent person, this person might have a gun. The other thing they want to get in, um, keep in consideration, does this person have access to weapons? And what kind of weapon? All those things you want to note. You also want to have a picture of your abuser. What he looks like and everything. You want to know as much about him so you can communicate that to the proper authority so you can protect yourself. 
okay so um, I'm not gonna get in depth of the other things you can do but if you find yourself in a situation needing to create a safety plan um, there are different booklets out there um, for more information that New York State have a booklet on safety plan um, domestic violence finding safety and support there are a host of organization and shelter and advocates and different places that can assist you and walk you through this process but one of the most important thing is having somebody there that you're comfortable with in the first place to start the journey to start that conversation and you could be that person to help that person get out of that situation we are going to wrap it up tonight episode six part two Remember self-love, self-care with a little bit of positive affirmation. Now tonight we talked about a lot of things um, as far as the safety plan. Um, there's no wrong and right way in creating a safety plan, but remember the safety plan is based on the person in the situation. They know their abuser, they know the critical aspect of the situation. So keep in mind as you assist somebody, don't take over the process. Assist, not take over, because they know their abuser. And the objective is to minimize the risk and leave in one piece and make sure everyone is safe, including the children and pets. So um, with that being said, um, you also keep in mind you can call you know, the 1-800 number. The National Coalition, National Domestic Violence Hotline number is 1-800-799-7233. Um, there are the host of organization out there that can assist you. So anyone you know in an abusive relationship, uh, if they don't want to talk about it, just give them that number. They can call. It's anonymous. Um, they're open 24-7. Once again, the National Domestic Violence Hotline number is 1-800-799-7233. So, self-love, self-care, positive affirmation. Positive affirmation is feeding one mind, body, soul, and spirit. You got to do that. You got to show love. Remember, you are worthy of all good things that comes your way. You know, after being in an abusive relationship, you might feel that you're worthy, you're not worthy of any good things, but just tell yourself you are, because you are worthy. You are worthy of having a good life. You are worthy to save your life and get out of that situation. Love yourself and remember, you are loved. Maybe not by that person you're with, but you are loved. In regards of what happened, you can be loved. There's somebody out there who will love you and treat you the way you deserve. Respect yourself. Have confidence and faith in yourself. Because you are a beautiful person inside and out, regardless of what you have been through. Do not take on the responsibility and the blame of your abuser. You can't 
be their savior. Save yourself. So with that being said, my dear, this is episode six, part two. I will see you next time around. Be safe. Love yourself from head to toe. You deserve it. Bye.